Hello, I'm Tom Moan, and today I'm beginning an old and yet continuing adventure. In 1968, my family and I returned to Tulsa, where I became the general manager of KORUFM and Oral Roberts, radio announcer. At that time, from 1968 until March of 71, I had a daily program entitled Good Morning, Brother Pilgrim. And now, after 50 years, I'm resurrecting it with a new title, Good Morning, Fellow Pilgrim. And a pilgrim is a person who's on a journey, and in this case, a journey of the kingdom of God on earth as Jesus prayed. So I hope you'll join me as we look into the past, the present, and the future. This is the Good Morning, Fellow Pilgrim podcast with Tom Moan for April 6th, 2020. Well, once again, good morning, fellow pilgrims. As we walk this kingdom path and as the grace and the mercy and the blessed Holy Spirit opens up each day for us, we're learning, Father, by your Spirit to live fully and completely in the day in which we live without getting locked into the past or just anxious about the future, but about today. Today is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in him. And also the prophet Jeremiah said, you know, this is a a new day. Every day is a new day from your hand. Never been one like it. Well, Father, I would like to make some comments about the uh, Nicolaitan heresy as I end up that in the last podcast. I wanted to recall to your memory the introduction to the book of Nehemiah that my dear friends Tom and Sandy had sent to me, and it was such a blessing. And in that, the thing that uh, was so beautiful about that introduction was separating life into distinct categories of sacred, sacred and secular damages, sometimes irreparably, any attempt to live a whole and satisfying life. In Jesus, there's no sacred and secular. All of life belongs to him. And uh, Eugene Peterson, later in that same introduction, says, The biblical story is dominated by people who have jobs in gardening, shepherding, the military, politics, carpentry, tent making, homemaking, fishing, and more. Later he talked about Ezra being a scholar and Nehemiah worked with stones and mortar. He also said, work by its very nature is holy. And my two friends, Tom and Sandy, Tom was a pilot and an excellent pilot and an anointed pilot and a man of God. His wife, a nurse for many years and also anointed. My point in bringing this up is for you and I to realize together that all called of God by the Holy Spirit, are in one category in the body of Christ in the New Testament. Back in the 19th chapter of Exodus, it was written this way. I'll pick it up in, this is when Moses is on Mount Sinai, and God calls him and he says, uh, If you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples, For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words 
that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. And it's so true. There was two classes in the Old Testament. There was a priestly class. There was the high priest. And the point I've been trying to make is that in the New Testament, that's done away with. That's not what God is after in the New Testament. Yet he uses the same word, priests. But all of us are priests in the kingdom of God. And I wanted to read from 1 Peter 2, which is a cross-reference from Exodus 19. And it says this. I'll pick it up in, uh, in verse 4. And coming to him as to a living stone, rejected by men, but choice and precious in the sight of God, you also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For this is contained in Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes on him or in him shall not be disappointed. This precious value, then, is for you who believe. But for those who disbelieve, the stone which the, stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. For they stumble because they are disobedient to the word, and to this doom they were appointed. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you were once not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you'd not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. So I just, as I read that, I realize Peter is not writing this letter to priests, high priests, professionals, uh, pastors, shepherds, teachers, all that. He's writing it to the body of Christ. In fact, he says at the beginning, uh, in verse 1 of First Peter, he says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who reside as aliens scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithany, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, that you may obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. May grace and peace be yours in the fullest measure. So, down in the fourth verse, he goes on to say, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away reserved in heaven for you. The point I'm just trying to make in this is that it's so important for us to realize that that Nicolaitan heresy, to conquer, to conquer and control the laity is done away with in Calvary. And once again, I go back to those marvelous verses in Matthew we've talked about so many times. Paul, Jesus says to his disciples, don't be called rabbi. Don't call anybody father. If you want to be great, be the servant of all. And we've been through that so many times. And I believe the church of Jesus Christ fell into that old 
new old problem of two-tiered Christianity. We read, for instance, also in the book of Acts, you remember that there was the diaspora because God had commanded them, remember, out of Joel to go into all the world and preach the gospel, and they didn't move out of Jerusalem. They became in, in uh, what would be the word, Matt? Uh, in <laughs> consumed with themselves, yeah, introspective. introspective, and they didn't obey the command to go into all the world. And God allowed what we call now historically the diasporia, in other words, the persecution to come upon that church to get them out of the city and onto the work of God. Well, I believe that's still going on to today. But then after about three centuries, and we've talked about this so many times in that third century, the emperor of Rome gets a vision, turns all the pagan buildings over to the Christians, and once again, we end up with a two-tiered Christianity. And I believe that God brought to an end that two-tieredness forever. And wherever it's found its way back into the church, into denominationalism, God in his mercy and grace has even used these flawed things, but I think he has a better way. I want to close by reading from the book of Jude, and then I'd like to, like to pray. He says, "These. this is Jude, chapter 19, uh, verse 19. These are the ones who cause divisions, worldly-minded, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting anxiously for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to eternal life. And have mercy on some who are doubting. Save others snatching them out of the fire, and on some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment polluted by the flesh. And now to him who was able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen and amen. This podcast is available for free download in iTunes and at moanministriesbookstore.com. Sarah Rahm's album, Days of Rain, is available on iTunes and most streaming platforms.